Hello, and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I'm Dara McNichols. And I'm Dan Airy. Thanks again to Mike Purcell, who's given us the last hour with Mike at the Mic. Lovely tunes there, Dan, and a little bit of history as well. Uh, things I never knew I wanted to know about Dundrum. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and perfectly timed as well, because we've got the... Um, Hundred centenary anniversary of the signing of the Anglo Irish Treaty as well. Today. Oh wow! Was that today? Yep. Oh well, I'll explain most of the things I was hearing on other radio stations that this morning, uh, with likes of Dermot Furriter being rolled out to tell us all this interesting stuff about things that have been happening a hundred years ago. Yeah, for sure. It was signed at uh, two forty-five a.m. That's very specific. Uh, I, I believe, yeah, because it was it kind of went back and forward um, because uh, they couldn't agree for an inordinate amount of time. I think the the negotiations started at three o'clock, um, and then they negotiated for like six hours straight, and then still couldn't agree, and then came back again and and signed it officially at two forty five or so, something like that. Oh, okay, that's uh, very detailed, Dan. Thanks very much. Uh, do you know, it's not... Uh, of all the things, like, uh, you'd often hear about sort of... Yeah, the actual signing of, of, of the the whole thing is not... Yeah, I don't know. That, that always kind of passed me by, really. Yeah, well, I suppose you've got everything that kind of happened subsequent to that with, with the Civil War and things like that. It, it kind of would, but... Uh, taken in isolation is very significant uh, moment in Irish history. For sure. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, Dan, we are live here, of course, at ninety three point nine FM and online uh, at Dublin South FM dot ie. If anyone wants to contact myself or Dan, you can get us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at Dan and Dara Doability. Indeed. If you want to drop us an email, danadaradoability at gmail.com. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, we are here uh, live on the fifth floor of the Dundrum Town Centre. Dan, loads of music coming up. Yeah, we've got me- more music from Elbow. Yes, we've got- Elbow, Elbow, Elbow all the way. Absolutely, yeah. Big fan of, big fan of those. Uh, we've got some plain navy. We've got the stunning... Uh, but to open the show, we've got Zoe Weiss with Control on Dublin South of it. And that was Zoe Weiss with Control on Dublin South of it. Don't know her, Dan. Never heard of her. She's uh, she's born in Germany, actually, funny enough. Ah, uh, that'll explain it. Um, and that was actually her, her breakout hit. She's She's gone on to... Have some pretty cool songs since. Yeah, but, I like uh, it. No, I, I, I yeah. certainly do like it. It's not like I, I don't like it. It's just that I hadn't heard of her before. Yeah, there you go. Maybe show my age then. Oh, good Lord. Dan, uh, lock up your daughters. Here comes Storm Barra. Indeed. I, w- I was just thinking when, when they named it, you got awfully close to having a storm named after you. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, mostly storms named after me in my house every day. <laughs> you know, kind of. In like a tornado and back out again, place wrecked, and away we go. Yeah, but uh, all seriousness aside, um, they decided to close the schools. Right, yeah, you. Why, oh, why, oh, why? It's just a bit of wind and a little bit of rain. Why are they sending the kids home? Not like I don't like my children, but oh my God, 
And my wife proudly told me as well that she's going to be working from home tomorrow. <laughs> right. Mm. Okay. I have nowhere think... to go. <laughs> you... I'm stuck with all these people, Dan. Well, in fairness, we have had lockdown for the past year or so. Yeah, I know. I spent too much time with them. Enough. Actually, now. yeah, good point. Good point. You know, and, and yeah. enough is enough, Dan. I, I like them. I love them, you know, clearly. But, you know, I just want some me, me time. It was it was one of those things I was kind of, uh, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit uh, over the past couple of weeks at, at various points. And it was kind of one of those things where we were kind of debating it, whether a lockdown to some degree was needed before Christmas. And I think, I don't know about you, but I think we kind of got to the general consensus that it was. Um, and then I'm looking at some of these restrictions and I'm kind of going, is it severe enough? Yeah. Uh, somebody clearly thinks so. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm all, I suppose they're having to, you're having to kind of balance up the, the time of year that we're in. At the same time, yeah, I want uh, I want my Christmas. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but one one in particular that I'm kind of going, uh, the max of of four households mixing in private homes. I I probably would have got three or two. I don't know about you. Yeah, four just kind of just that's everybody. Yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, well, I don't know, it's a bit much, but I mean, it kind of just allows everything to go on as normal. And, and yeah. you know, when all these restrictions started coming back in, I was going, oh my God, here we go. But I just realised actually, it, it doesn't affect me directly. In the sense of... Well, I don't work in the catering industry uh, anymore, or I don't work in events, or I don't work in... Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I, I, I haven't been sort of... Since the pandemic started, I haven't been too inclined to go to pubs. Um, yeah. Or nightclubs, because my knees just don't uh, support me in nightclubs anymore. Uh, slide across the floor uh, with my air guitar. Um, I, I'm picturing that as you speak now. Right? Yeah, pretty much. It's not good, Dan. <laughs> it's not a good picture. Um, so I kind of went, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's not uh, It's not really affecting me. Shops aren't closed. I can still go shopping. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the point where we're fighting over toilet roll. No, uh, I'm looking forward to that day, Dan. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I remember when all this started. Uh, we were back in college, actually, funnily enough, doing yes. our uh, undergrad. And um, there was somebody in the class, and this is even before this kind of really kicked off. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how their mother was kind of stockpiling uh, disinfectant and um, uh, toilet roll and wipes. And we were kind of going, <laughs> you know, what did she know that we didn't at the time? You know, this was before everything went absolutely Loopy, <laughs> indeed. That that's quite uh, an apt word for it. I say. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. But what's going to happen with uh, the entertainment industry, though? Dan, we do not know. Fifty percent capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's again, it's kind of finding the balance of you need to. There are plenty of people of which I know a few who work in the entertainment industry, and you want to keep their jobs open because. The Christmas time of year is, you know, very busy. Yeah, well, that's where they make the money, then. Um, but then I'm kind of going. <laughs> the other side of me is kind of going. If you're going to make a fifty percent, is it worth cancelling the gig and rescheduling? 
Yeah, I don't know. How, how, how do you decide what the 50% is then? I know, yeah. It's, it's and funny. Dara Breen tweeted their, uh, you know, did they do it by date of birth? Odds and evens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so how do you decide? Was it like the first 500 people or 50 people who bought tickets and then the other 50 don't get in? Like, it's, it's not like you can literally split the venue in two and go, okay, you don't get to go and you do, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, Dan, coming up, we have um, a little later on. We have a little bit of a, a mini documentary. Yeah, uh, this is actually something that I produced uh, as part of my degree show for um, our undergrad. Um, it's called Terms and Conditions Apply. I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more later on. Um, but it kind of it, it touches on um, a lot of what we've been speaking about over the, over the past couple of weeks regarding um, PAs and disability and living with a disability and kind of having terms and conditions attached to your daily life. One, one day like this. And uh, funnily enough, um, sport, Dan. Indeed. Uh, so Man United uh, got off to the ideal start under uh, Ralph Ranick. How can you say this, Dan? You're a gooner. Hmm? How can you say this? You're a gooner. Yeah, well, I suppose presenter mode is impartial mode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, yeah. But I mean, listen, we all we all wanted Skulls or uh, Solskjaer to stay with uh, Man United. I, I suppose, you yeah. You know, they weren't going to get any better, so... You know, I don't mind talking about follow soccer anyway. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, they they beat uh, Palace Crystal Palace 1-0 at Old Trafford. Uh, and Ranić was playing a 4-2-2-1 formation, uh, I believe, um, because he is a, an exponent of the Gagan Press, as, as far as I'm aware. I don't know, was that like the Irish Times? Gagan Press, no? Not quite. It's just a, a form of um, pressing the other team when they have the ball. All right, Very that's great, yeah. Technical. Ah, lovely. Uh, More importantly, Dan, uh, ropey times of the weekend for Leinster. Yeah, I we uh, we were playing Connacht over the weekend and, uh, yeah, we needed a, we needed a response. Um, Didn't look like it in the first 10 minutes <laughs> No Absolutely not uh, I think we were playing As I mentioned playing Connacht And they had us uh, They had Leinster I should say Listen to me saying impartial uh, They had Leinster I think 5 or 7 nil down Within first 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, We managed We managed to pull it back Leinster managed to pull it back uh, 47-19 finished yeah um, and they've got Bath I think uh, next weekend yeah um, in the United Rugby Championship I believe yeah uh, interesting times for me on beloved Munster though yeah uh, so you, Munster have um, some of the squad back yeah but in uh, in some sort of crazy hybrid mad sort of uh, collection of uh, players um, from the province's uh, national talent squad and the provincial talent squad. Maybe these are, these are young lads like. 
Provincial Talent Squad. It's yeah. A, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be like, I presume it's like the Leinster Academy sort of type deal. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Some of the senior players who who didn't go to um, South Africa in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's either going to be amazing, or mm. it's going to be a car crash. Yeah, I was and like, I'm banking on amazing now, to be honest. Yeah, how how do you feel about not getting? Because it was announced today that they. Ah, uh, yeah, come on, let's go. Just let's just let's just go play rugby. Yeah. Uh, whatever kind of happens, happens. Uh, like I'm saying, obviously a fantastic opportunity for some young lads to come out here now and go. Yeah, absolutely loopy. <laughs> Indeed, uh, you know, that, that's and, your word of the evening. I think. I, I think it is. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's what I learned. Uh, <laughs> you know, but then again, uh, you know, Munster have. Um, you know, some players coming back to training from injury. Mm. Um, Roman Salanoa, uh, he's coming back from a knee injury, which is great. Chris Farrell, he had an abdomen problem, and Jonathan Wren, problem with his leg. So they're all returned to training as well. So that's absolutely fantastic. Great news. Um, and we had an action-packed uh, weekend of, of uh, sport in the weekend just gone uh, because there was a Formula 1 as well. And that's an interesting one, Dan. I'm not so... I, I'm, I'm enjoying... All of the stuff that's coming out after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I think this is precisely why I wanted to cover it tonight because uh, they held a race in uh, Saudi Arabia mm. uh, in Jeddah uh, at the Jeddah Cornish uh, circuit, and um, it was in, it was interesting actually watching on the lead in the lead up to the race. Um, a number of drivers had kind of come come out and said that they weren't they weren't comfortable uh racing there with uh Saudi and its history of uh human rights and LGBT um violations. Uh so yeah, it was uh mm, I have questions. Well yeah, okay, fine. I'm not gonna get into the whole politics of it Dan. We're not gonna solve that here. But I mean it's more down to uh mm. Max Verstappen and um you know, what's his name? What's the other fellow? <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Louis, yeah. Louis, <laughs> yeah. Lou, 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 Lou Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, if we, if we backing go... into each other and, you know. Yeah, no, if if we go to the race itself, uh, which is what they were there for, essentially, um, 20 odd races into the season now, uh, they are exactly, completely dead on level on points with run race left. Yeah, that hasn't happened in something like 50 years. Which is absolutely mental. Um, I think the, the closest um, world championship that I've personally watched, uh, there have been closer ones, um, was decided on the last corner of the last lap of the last race. Um, and funny enough, that was Hamilton's championship as well in 2008. Um, but yeah, it, they had three restarts as well um, so an awful lot of crashes very tight circuit um, so it's going to be an absolute blockbuster next weekend in Abu Dhabi Absolutely Dan we shall have a few words from our sponsors Celebrating 25 years of community radio for South Dublin this is Dublin South FM I'm Philip Twyfe for The Curly Marketer. And I'm Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, and we've got you covered on... Let's Get Social on every Friday at 2pm right here on Dublin South 93.9 FM. 
It's the only social media show with lots of great guests from all around the world. Sharing the latest social media tips and tricks. But the worst social media jokes ever. Emer, why did the woman drop her digital marketer boyfriend? Lack of engagement. Hashtag not going there, Philip. So join us every Friday at 2pm on Dublin South 93.9 FM. are you part of a local community group or representative organization active in the Dunleary Rathdown area? Why not join a network of over 400 such groups in the Dunleary Rathdown Public Participation Network? You can join the group, influence local policy, get regular updates about funding and other opportunities, connect with other groups like yours, publicise your group and even get free training and support. Make sure your voice is heard through DLR Public Participation Network as a registered group in the county. Don Leary Rathdown Public Participation Network. For full information, find us online at dlrppn.ie. That's dlrppn.ie. Broadcasting from the Dundrum Town Centre, this is Dublin South FM. Yes, it is Dublin South FM and I am Darren McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, um, Creative Futures. Yes. Uh, so that was in a, uh, in a a weekend that I was a part of a few weeks ago um, with RTE. And as an offshoot of that, um, one of the uh, workshops that we were um, given during the weekend, one of um, our pieces of homework, if you want to call it that, was to create a one-minute film uh, that we could then take into an editing workshop, which was um, which happened this last weekend that you very kindly um, agreed to give us a hand with. Um, so that was all of us getting together on uh, Zoom uh, to work with a new editing software called Kinemaster, uh, which allows you to edit on your phone. Yeah, uh, it's not... Oh, okay. I mean, there's loads of stuff that you can edit video on your phones and stuff like this, but this one, this is this is pretty slick. It is, yeah. Um, like you can... I suppose, yeah. I suppose we're more tra- classically trained, you know, with uh, Premiere Pro and Avid and stuff like that when we were in college and having layers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this kind of does it really, really well. Um on your phone. Yeah, and I, I suppose we were just talking about it before we came on air about the fact that, uh, you know, it, it makes it easier. I suppose both of us would be more inclined to use more traditional means, shall we say, uh, in the sense of um, Premiere Pro and Avid and things like that. Um, but just to know that the, the option is there is is very handy. Yeah, no, it is. Um, and I think even from kind of my point of view, I suppose I haven't been in college and done the four years and everything is wonderful and you kind of, um, 
you know, you're, you're reminded about why you're there. Mm. Um, you know, and obviously tell stories and be a storyteller. And then yeah. kind of obviously you came out of college and it fell apart with COVID. Mm. And I, I was actually struck, and I, I'm not quite sure where it was for you, but I was struck kind of, to, 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 it was almost like going, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have my own business, Magnificus Media, mm-hmm. um, and I spend a lot of time um, doing social media posts for people and stuff like that. And it is storytelling to some degree, but I just kind of, I, I literally just kind of went, Duh, uh, Dara, <laughs> no, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, speaking of which, Magnificus Media, you can find more about that at magnificusmedia.ie. Yeah, um, but it was good. Um, and yeah, I have to say, uh, it was presented really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very clear and concise um, instructions, and it was kind of nothing felt like it was too fast or too slow, or, you know, everything was gone through in. In the, I, I don't want to say correct, but in what felt the natural amount of detail um, for everybody, regardless of your kind of previous media experience, which was really cool. Um, and I've definitely found, like, out of that whole experience, um, I've definitely found, like, contacts that I'm going to keep in touch with. Um going forward which is exciting and nerve-wracking and exciting and and just it's nice to have uh, people that you can reach out to and go okay do you want to collaborate on this or do you have any advice on this or you know things of that where there's a sense of direction to it which is nice and and RTE and and the creative futures have been very open-minded to any kind of ideas that any of us have had or queries. Um, so, yeah, it's very exciting. Dan, to be fair, I think I've waited long enough now, but I think we're going to uh, play your terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, have, we'll have a little bit of chat about it afterwards. Yep, yep. My name is Sean O'Kelly, and I've got fine rift and hydrocarbons. I'm a disability activist and I've been a disability activist ever since 2016. My name is Liam Dunkley. I have cerebral palsy and I'm a student in TU. Hi, my name is Paddy Slattery and I'm quadriplegic C5-C6. Life is an acronym. Live it fully every day. Then there's life with a disability. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I, ha- I highlight a uh, type of lift circumstances out of order along the dot com- and commuter line. I am a filmmaker. It doesn't quite pay the bills just yet, but one day it might. <laughs> my, I guess my standard weekly routine would be, I don't get up very early. I maybe get up about half nine, ten. And say the first part of my day up to noon would be personal care, like physiotherapy, um, shower, um, all that kind of stuff, uh, breakfast and all that. And then I uh, dust off my uh, computer and start maybe working about 1 or 2 p.m. 
and I would, on an average workday, where I'm based at home or in my own studio, I would generally work to about nine or ten in the evening. Well, I live independently, so if I go to a normal co- a normal college day, my day will st- my day will start with a carer coming to get me up at se- at seven a.m. to get me ready for college. Get me ready for college and um, all that sort of stuff, and I'll go to college, be assisted by an academic PA within college, come home, have a carer to come in and make my dinners and then have a bit of a, have a, bit of a gap or I'll do college work here myself and then have a carer to come in to get me to later. Um, it would consist of, you know, every day, you know, uh, checking social media and, and um, I, I do get help from parents in terms of personal care and stuff. Um, but it's my my work is mainly online, um, as opposed to face to face or with with other people. Um, and um, sorry, I check social media, and um, if I like a tweet or I dislike a tweet, I or Facebook post or whatever. Um, I comment if I felt it, it needed my view. Most important aspect of for me about editors is probably having to use a PA or care to get out of bed because if I don't get out of bed, I can't do anything with my deck. To be that level, to be that level of reliant is both really difficult but really really important as well. The thing about my life when it comes to routine is that I, I have my own personal mental health routine where I have my own exercises and I, my own way of keeping myself in, in good mental shape. But much of my physical, much of, I guess much of the physical layout to my life is highly dependent on the physical support from personal assistance or even loved ones, my family or friends. So say on a, like my day gets phoned by seeing a personal assistant or, or a carer who's there to help me with my physical needs. And uh, for, for for basically anything I need require physically done. It's like for physiotherapy, showering, cooking, uh, setting up maybe my computer and that kind of stuff in my studio. Uh, and little, and little bits and bobs throughout the day. So without, I guess without my personal assistance there, um, yeah, my daily routine would look very, very different. Put it that way. Um, being independent, my, uh, the, my, my most important uh, aspect is being independent. I love being independent, and it's important to be independent. And if you like break rules, break terms and conditions. Um, because rules are there to be broken in my in my view. Um, and I I just like to do things differently. I'm very lucky in that my PA service at the moment is my parents. But I do fear that 
going forward, like I do want to live independently. I'm highly fair for what my PA services will be. Um, and but I, I hope that I I will be able to access PA services like I should be, like everyone else. If my care services were no longer available, I wouldn't be able to live my life at all because I rely on uh, personal assistance for all aspects of my personal care. So, like getting up, showers, toileting, making my dinner, all that sort of stuff. I, I also wouldn't be able to get out to college because I wouldn't be able to get dressed in the morning. So. Oh my God. If if I didn't have personal assistance, hmm. imagine a train, right? Charging toward a particular destination at a fairly healthy speed, right? And then getting derailed. That's that that would be metaphorically that would be my life. If if I had no physical assistance, personal assistance in my life. I, God, I don't even know what my life would look like. I could only imagine I would be, I would no longer be a filmmaker, that's for certain. Um, I would be quite restricted to where I could go and what I could do because now I would completely rely on my family for assistance, for getting out of bed, for getting, you know, eating, drinking, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't even want to imagine what my life would be like without personal assistance. What does the phrase terms and conditions apply mean to you? Um, terms and conditions apply. When I think of terms and conditions apply, I think of um, being restricted to rules, being restricted to regulations. And while well, regulations are important to follow, and rules are too. We should be able to have our own, set our own rules and um, be able to manipulate, if you like, to what our own needs are. Like this, the title of this, this documentary, you know, why, why are we living by terms and conditions? Um, if you like, terms and conditions need not apply in our case, especially in 2020 Ireland. I would say terms and conditions apply means to me that it's basically you live you live your life within a set daily routine but try to make the best of what you can. What does terms and conditions apply mean to me? Um I think just in general, in, in life itself, I think everything we want to obtain, whether that's a personal relationship, whether that's a product, whether that's a service, I think we certainly have to comply or adhere to a certain set of guidelines before we can obtain whatever that might be. Um, so for me, when you ask me what does terms and conditions apply mean? Yeah, it kind of it kind of means what it says on the tin. It means you're not just going to be handed over a thing or a service and do what the hell you want with it. There, there, 
with it comes rules, with it comes responsibilities. The most critical word in the whole context of that question, and it's choice. And I think with choice, at least in our situation, when we are so reliant on, on personal assistance, choice suddenly comes with its own terms and conditions. Because I can't just choose to go to town now and do my shopping. You know, because there's a certain set of parameters that I can only work within. And that generally depends on the availability of a service that's provided by a government, you know what I mean? So choice is suddenly uh, choice is suddenly a privilege that not everyone is afforded. And it certainly comes with its terms of admissions, that's for sure. From my own personal like experience, I haven't really had that many negative views on my condition. Like people that I've been around like know that I need help and accept that I've like always kind of needed that extra little bit of help. I've never really felt major like negativity towards my own disability other than when I'm reliant on care. I think people of our generation and our age are a lot more accepting of disability. I think it just depends on each particular person and how they respond to like disability as a whole thing rather than like it being like a like certain generational things rather. I think just like more understanding of more complex like more understanding of more complex disabilities. So it's like say with wheelchair accessible pilots a lot of them don't have like hoists and stuff for like people like people like me with slightly more complex CPA that can't transfer. So it's like it's like looking beyond what the basic definition of disability is. There's the old Gandhi quote. It sounds horribly trite even using it, but it's so effective and so simple. And it's a motto I live by. And it's be the change you hope to see in the world. So when you ask me, how do we change the world we're living in now? How do we change people's opinions of us or people's attitudes towards other people? That starts with us. That starts with my behavior. That starts with how I, how I carry myself in conversation with people of every color, ethnic background, religious background, gender background. It's how I treat other people. When we can sort of dismantle that insane, toxic worldview, then you and I and everybody else with a physical or, or an intellectual disability or people living in minority ethnic groups, then we can at least have some kind of an opportunity to be viewed just like everybody else in the world. Terms and conditions apply, yeah. Um, so first off, I want to say a massive thank you to... Um, Shauna Kelly, Neve Dunphy, and Penny Slattery for collaborating with me on that. Um, yeah, I just thought it was uh, it kind of tied in 
um, to the conversations that we've been having the past couple of weeks around um, PAs and the necessity for them and uh, how much of an impact having. Yeah, so that, that's over That's over a year old, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, what, a year and a half, maybe? Yeah, kind of summer 2020, I'd say. Yeah, there we go. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, talking to Neve now, <clears throat> that's funny because Neve Dunphy obviously would be uh, Irish Music Gems, uh, the podcast, mm-hmm. and will be doing a slot here with us. Um, but she's been incredibly busy uh, with college. Uh, she's gone on to do her her, um, her own degree. Um, but last week she couldn't go to college. Yep. Because she had no PA. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the HSE weren't, weren't in a position to supply one. So she had to go and rearrange her whole life herself yeah. and talk to college and get work and get deferments and stuff like that simply because a PA couldn't be supplied. Absolutely. And what hope you, Daniel Larry? What hope me uh, in terms of getting a PA? Yeah, I know. I you mean, know, no PA, no work. I know, absolutely. And it's one of those things that we 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 talk about. Um, you know, the importance of speaking about mental health and 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 that kind of thing um, on a more regular basis. If you take mental health and put disability in with it and then um, add on the challenge of, of of dealing with that kind of situation it's like I'm not going to lie to you and say that I've had I have had breakdowns in recent times about yeah Dan I've been talking to you and yeah, I, you yeah. know you, you you leave me lovely long uh, WhatsApp messages, which I love, by the way. <laughs> uh, you know, I love a good voice. Um, you know, but mm. dear Lord, you know, how, how anyone can be pushed like that and, and put through the ringer um, is, I, I was going to say beyond me, but we've been listening to this for a long time. Yeah, and it's one of those things, it, it kind of, it, it struck me in the time and it struck me again, you know, listening to it again during the week and listening to it now as well. Is the the fact that, particularly in Paddy's, well, everybody, everybody's situation in that piece, but particularly Paddy's situation, is that like his day starts with the PA. Yeah. You know? So, if that doesn't happen, his day doesn't start, and as a domino, by that he he doesn't get to go out and do what he loves to do which is make incredible films. And, you know, keep, create his own narrative as well, but also in in doing that, raise awareness of, of the ability of people with disabilities to do incredible work. Exactly. I mean, we saw it the weekend when we when we did the Creative uh, Futures, or I was there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose to some degree, acting as your PA. Uh, yeah, you know. No, um, that, well, that, that's what it was. I mean, that's effectively what it was. I, I yeah. don't want to look at it like that with myself personally. Um, well, yeah, yeah, but but that's exactly what it is. Mm. And without that, it it just simply it simply can't happen. Yeah, absolutely. And like that was something that I because. Um, RTE check, checked in with me afterwards 
And they said, I hope that was helpful. And I said, yes, it was, absolutely. Um, but one, one thing that I, I, I made very clear to them was, personally, I can follow on with follow on to something quite easily. Like if I'm being spoken to or if there's something that I need to listen to, I can follow on to quite easily. It's when I have a piece of content that I need to edit together or shoot for that matter. That's when the assistants need most like absolutely has to be there yeah. otherwise the content doesn't get made um and yeah i i suppose that's that's where <laughs> this piece itself was actually originally um it, it was one of the very early victims of uh covid because um as you well aware we were we were going to um put it together in a, an art gallery piece uh which didn't happen, but I I still think uh, we were robbed, Dan. We were robbed a little bit, yeah. But um, I I hope that it has made some some impact. No, it has, uh, and I I quite enjoyed uh, sort of listening to it as well. Um, you know, but pff, yeah, you have a tough old road ahead of you, Dan. Uh, you know, and and part of me, of course, will 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 be here with you. Thank you very much. You know, we'll kick down some doors if we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, I have no problem doing that. Uh, you can just, you know, put me on the front of your wheelchair and we'll just go through them together, you know. I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we'll do it. Uh, Dan, we're going to wind her up now. Um, you know, it's been a fantastic evening. Uh, I have been Darren McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, where can people find us? Uh, Before we go. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Dan and You can find myself at Airy Communications. Uh dot ie and Dara, where can you find you? Uh, you find me at macnicholasmedia um, dot uh, ie. Uh, we're going to play you out tonight with um, the stunning, indeed, and half past two, and uh, we will definitely talk to you next Monday. <laughs> <laughs>